Welcome to the Sphere of High Performance podcast with your host, Jesse Megrelishvili, where we discuss men's mental health, tools for high performance, and how any man can create a life that they are proud of. Let's get into the episode. Welcome back to the show. Thank you again for tuning in. We are here in episode three, how to stop avoiding emotional pain, three ways to deal with feelings on your own. Okay, let's talk about it. Let's talk about this article, how it came to me, why I wrote it, and all and all the works. So basically, this is actually something that has been so pressing in my world. One, because of recent events that have gone on, there's been a lot of shifts in my life lately with career and relationships and things of that sort. But also, I am reading a book right now called How Emotions Are Made. And it is epic. It's an amazing book. It basically showcases that and using a lot of research and science that our old way of thinking about emotions, what the author calls uh, fingerprints, that we, we have this framework about emotions that they are uh, that they are that they have this pattern that exists within us, right? So, meaning that when we when we experience anger or we experience sadness, those are separate patterns in our neurochemistry that fire and wire together that produce the same result. It's almost like there's some sort of formula for anger, or there's some sort of formula for sadness or happiness or all of the things. When in reality that when they look at the brain while it's experiencing different emotions, none of that is the case. This uh, emotions as distinct as joy and anxiety can fire the same neurons, uh, similar patterns, completely different patterns, and even more so different ways of experiencing joy or different ways of experiencing anxiety can can and will fire differently within the body. And why is this relevant? Because essentially, what it's showcasing is that emotions are not innate functions, even though we experience them as us as such, but they are not, um, they're not objectively dependent, meaning that they don't just happen because they happen. And that's how it works. What it what it shows and you know, mystics have been saying this for years is, is that our perception of of how we feel and our perception of how we feel in relation to our perception about our environment dictates how we're going to experience any given emotion which is epic because what she's basically saying is that you are the creator of your emotional reality and in turn you're essentially the creator of your reality because you're constantly you know, when we look at the choices you make, the choices you don't make, it is often in response to uh, to how to what state you're in or how you're feeling. And if we look at life as, as just a series of choices, then how you feel about what is highly dictates your belief systems and highly dictates what choices you end up making. And so that has really inspired me, this book, and again, just different life, different things that I've been exploring within myself have been 
inspiring me to really take even more charge or more control over my emotional state and understanding that when I am feeling sad, when I am feeling lonely, when I am feeling stressed out, that it is not the circumstances themselves. That is highly dictated by my, about, by my belief systems about who I am in relation to the situation I'm in. And when you take on that approach, you take on that awareness, you are forced to start wondering, well, how do I change? Like, how do I start? How do I change the way I respond to my environment? How do I change the way I regulate myself so that I don't have to keep dealing with all of this emotional pain, right? And so that's what this article is about. We dive into three ways that I've been exploring and I've obviously been sharing with my clients, ways that they can, again, take charge of their emotions and shift into something greater. And you can look at the, some of these are perception changes and awarenesses. And some of this is just full blown, you know, practices that you can start immediately. Like right now, as soon as you hear this, or if you're reading the blog version of this, which is, which will be in the description, you can start changing your relationship with pain and uh, start living, you know, at a greater capacity. This, this is only the third blog on the site and now the third podcast, the third episode, but it's honestly one of the favorite things, one of my favorite things that I've ever written, because I think if you really engage with the tools that are being offered here, you can really, really create more freedom in your, in your life and more access to, to the wonders of the world when you're not so limited by your own chains of emotions. All right, so that's that's what we are looking forward to in today's episode. Let's dive right in. How to stop avoiding emotional pain. Three ways to deal with feelings on your own. I want you to consider for a moment all the behavior and habits you participate in that you're now proud of. Not the ones you used to entertain. I'm talking right now in this very chapter of your life. Do you know why you do them? It's the best way you know how to deal with your shitty emotions. You escape into mindless sex, stupid events, death scrolls on social media, and the sweet relief of savory goods all to escape the moments of emptiness that sits dormant inside you. It's incredible just the lengths of self-destruction we will go through to avoid it. It's sort of delusional, isn't it? Have you ever actually considered what stories you've made up or unconsciously taken on about these sensations that have brought you to a place where you would rather generate more and more suffering and limitations in your reality than just face the acute agony happening at the moment? Without knowing your unique situation, I'll assume that it's some combination of the following. You learn that these are bad feelings, that they shouldn't be felt or that something is wrong with you if you do. Those who raised you and influenced you didn't have a healthy way of dealing with their internal drama either. You basically just followed in their footsteps. 
in one way or another reacting to life in a similar pattern. You feel overwhelmed by the anticipation of those sensations having the power to consume you. So the only reasonable response you can conjure up is fight, flight, or freeze. Why do I keep referring to these emotions as sensations? It's because that is exactly what they are. You are able to label them as painful because you feel them in your body. The chest pressure, dotting eyes, upset stomach, heavy head. These are all the signals that your mind processes to create the prediction that you are feeling anxious, angry, sad, or depressed. The unfortunate thing is that you get so caught up in the interpretation and the personal meaning of what you're feeling that you don't give yourself the possibility to create a new relationship with what's going on inside you. If you were able to create the space inside of yourself to become objective and curious about the perceived pain, you would discover a magic that could guide you towards resiliency, clarity, creativity, and in the most unexpected circumstances, ecstasy. The goal of today's episode is to show you how to do just that. We will explore a few different ways that you can control these emotions and use them to generate a greater reality. Let's dive in. Regulate your nervous system. Our nervous system's job is to interpret stimuli, both internal stimuli, like sadness, anxiety, anger, etc., and external stimuli, stressful situations, and decide how to react. Essentially, the mind is responding to the nervous system, constantly using its cues of danger and stress to prompt us on how to act and protect ourselves. Stress, poor sleep, traumatic events, Relationship conflict, depression, chronic anxiety, and difficulty managing frustration are all things that cause the nervous system to become dysregulated and turn lead us to behave in ways that are not supportive of our realities. The autonomic nervous system has two parts, the sympathetic and parasympathetic, also known as the rest and digest state. And when your nervous system is dysregulated, it becomes out of balance. The sympathetic nervous system, which is responsible for managing stressful incidents and emergencies, becomes overly dominant. So your parasympathetic nervous system, which helps you calm down, relax, and rest, is unable to exert any significant control over how you are feeling, thinking, or behaving. Long-term stressors and traumatic experiences are manifested in our physiology, making our body think we are in a state of emergency constantly. And this is where the term dysregulation comes in. So how can we begin to take control and bring ourselves back into balance? Deep breathing is a simple yet effective way to regulate your nervous system. Deep breaths helps to restore control to the parasympathetic nervous system and send signals to your brain and body that no emergency is happening. Each time you take a deep breath, your diaphragm contracts, and this contraction stimulates a part of the nervous system known as the vagus nerve. The vagus nerve down-regulates this fight-or-flight 
response by bringing down the heart rate and breathing rate. It directs more oxygen back to your brain, helping you to think more clearly and feel less stressed. Experiment with the following breathing technique. Step one, get comfortable. You can lie on your back in bed or on the floor with a pillow under your head and knees, or you can sit in a chair with your shoulders, head, and neck supported against the back of the chair. Step two, breathe in through your nose. Let your belly fill with air. Breathe out through your nose. Step three, place one hand on your belly. Place the other hand on your chest. Step four, as you breathe in, feel your belly rise. As you breathe out, feel your belly lower. The hand on your belly should move more than the one that's on your chest. Step five, repeat for 15 minutes twice a day. Pause and be present. Do not pray for an easy life. Pray for the strength to endure a difficult one. Bruce Lee. One of my favorite stories of the Buddha shows the power of being present with your pain. The night before his enlightenment, the Buddha fought a great battle with the demon god Mara, who attacked the then Bodhisattva Siddhartha Gautama with everything he had. Lust, greed, anger, doubt, etc., Having failed, Mara left in disarray on the morning of the Buddha's enlightenment. Yet it seems Mara was only temporarily discouraged. Even after the Buddha had become deeply revered throughout India, Mara continued to make unexpected appearances. The Buddha's loyal attendant, Ananda, always on the lookout for any harm that might come to his teacher, would report with dismay that the evil one had again returned. Instead of ignoring Mara or driving him away, the Buddha would calmly acknowledge his presence, saying, I see you, Mara. He would then invite him for tea and serve him as an honored guest, offering Mara a cushion so that he could sit comfortably. The Buddha would fill two earthen cups with tea, place them on the low table between them, and only then take his own seat. Mara would stay for a while and then go, but throughout the Buddha remained free and undisturbed. If even the Buddha could not escape Mara, neither will we. Instead, do as the enlightened one did and embrace your demons head on. Choose to engage with your shadow and give it space in your being to exist the more comfortable you can become in the face of Mara, the easier it will pass you by, even delivering you wisdom along the way. The process for this is simple. Create space and be present. When I feel Mara beginning to consume my mind and heart, I remove all distractions. I lay down on my bed or couch, close my eyes, and allow it to work itself out. I allow my energy to dive into the dark abyss of loneliness, fear, anxiety, and insecurity and have it run its course. 
the results have been mind-blowing. Troubles that would have kept me distracted and imprisoned for hours or days are now often gone in a matter of minutes. Even more impressive is how often the pain turns to ecstasy. By forcing myself to surrender to what is, a great calm and acceptance wash over me as if only for a moment I am able to witness what true non-duality is. Create something beautiful. What we often forget about emotion is that no matter what it is, it is still energy in motion. Things like anger, sadness, and anxiety are objectively potent experiences. They carry a lot of information, so much so that they have the power to ruin people's realities and end lives. But if we can learn to ride these waves, we can experience them as opportunities to create rather than destroy. Consider some of your favorite artists and their music, paintings, and books. Most of them were created during the lowest points of their lives. The likes of Beethoven, James Baldwin, Aldous Huxley, Eminem, Van Gogh, and Prince. Am I recommending you begin to rely on misery for your creations? No. That can turn into a vicious cycle. What I am recommending is that you begin to acknowledge the force that sits within the pain that is being generated and use it to create your tapestry. Channel it into your business, your art, your workout, and your lovemaking. Allow it to alchemize and morph into something beautiful. Welcome it all in. Watching Mara. Jesse Magdalishvili. And that's it for today's episode of the Sphere of High Performance podcast. You can find the original article in the show notes below. If you enjoyed the episode, please leave a five-star review. It really helps the show get out to more men and more ears. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at Sphere of High Performance for daily tips and tools for mastering your mental health and self-improvement. And if you would like to learn more about what it looks like to have me as your high performance coach, go to SphereofHighPerformance.com to learn more about the process and enroll into a discovery call. Till next time, peace.